Computer, initialize Holosuite. birthday random trek review the podcast where we celebrate reminisce and challenge each other with selected star trek trivia questions i am your co-host andrew and i'll be joined with my co-host and also trivia competitor matt and uh you know what matt the baby is three uh so happy belated birthday uh and uh yeah it's the special birthday bonanza so i see you have your party hat on uh you've got your uh apartment decorated there with the streamers and the bunting and everything so uh cheers to rtr can you smell the cake i've got uh baking in the uh the oven here all the way to where you are yeah i can almost smell it through the through the internet yeah the uh the the last definition of tv that we still need to get that 5k uh where we get the smell you know that would be kind of the last smell-o-vision I mean, I feel like with some things it would be great, other things probably not. In this case, it would be, uh, yeah, it would be nice to uh, smell that delicious birthday cake. Uh. It's too bad. I have a kazoo somewhere that I uh, I took to a baseball game at Wrigley Field once, but I couldn't find it. I was gonna I was gonna make it the bir- the RTR birthday kazoo, but it's 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 buried in a box oh, somewhere. That would have been good. And you know what? I have a kazoo too. I have a kazoo as well somewhere, so we should we should find it for next year, and I guess that's what we should do. Although I remember reading that uh, the rights for Happy Birthday are actually like really expensive, and that's part of the reason why whenever you go to a restaurant, they always have some <laughs> unique version of a birthday song. It's because nobody wants to pay for the rights of. That's Happy an interesting birthday, bit so of trivia. Yeah, if it's our own rendition, I guess it's probably fine. That's not going to be one of your trivia questions for later. Well, it's a freebie if it is, I suppose. Um, now, that's not all we have in store, Matt. We have a whole bunch uh, of fun, exciting stuff this uh, episode for the Birthday Bonanza. We are going to look at the results from Season 3 and look at our RTR recall scores. So that's kind of like Matt and I's competition. See who won the rubber match uh, of Season 3 RTR. Uh, we're going to look at uh, how we broke down each of the episodes and kind of discuss some of our favorites from Season 3. Then we are going to jump headlong into the Birthday Bonanza Trivia Contest, of course. The main event. The main event, as it were. And then uh, we're going to just, I guess, do like we typically do and just kind of talk about like what's next for RTR uh, Season 4 and what's next for Star Trek in general um, as we kind of uh, are getting... Do we have enough time for all of that? There's quite a lot. I know. We we better hurry, I guess, because uh, (laughs) the next thing you know, we're going to be... It's going to be season five by the time we get to the end of the birthday episode. Yeah, it's like almost full Star Wars here. I mean, there's like... Star Wars is handing out uh, series like Halloween candy these days, and Star Trek is uh, (laughs) not far behind. Yes, most certainly. Um... All right, we'll we'll hit the uh, these commercial messages, and when we come back, we will find out who won season three of Random Trek Review. All right, Matt, uh, long-standing fans of RTR will remember that uh, you were the winner in season one, 
and then I had a come from behind victory in season two. Uh, and this is essentially the rubber match for all you baseball fans out there, uh, which will kind of be the decider for, uh, you know, who, who is going to take the RTR crown. So um, I just want to do a quick blast through the episodes that Matt had and the episodes that I had, and then uh, we'll kind of announce the big winner. So Matt had A Time to Stand, Pirates of Orion, Fury, Despite Yourself, The Nagus, The Squire of Gothos, The Andorian Incident, No Small Parts, Bar Association, Profit Motive, and Whispers. Matt was able to get five out of five in A Time to Stand, The Andorian Incident, No Small Parts, and Profit Motive. Matt's overall score for Season 3 was 3.7 out of 5. So a very strong performance from Matt this year. Andrew, on the other hand, had Manhunt, Looking for Parmok in All the Wrong Places, The Quickening, Alice, Good Shepherd, Too Short a Season, Marauders, In Purgatory Shadow, The Naked Time, A Matter of Honor, and, and Yesterday's Enterprise. I was able to pull out a 5 out of 5 in Yesterday's Enterprise, The Naked Time, and The Quickening, but I received 0 out of 5 for Alice and in Purgatory Shadow. Uh, now, Matt and I collectively also reviewed in By Inferno's Light because it was the sequel to uh, In Purgatory Shadow, but there was no score that week. And my a clerical over- error. A clerical, a clerical error. error. Yes. Uh, my overall <laughs> score for season three was 2.6. Uh, so, Matt, oh. uh, you are the winner this year. Uh, for season three, uh, a very handed win this time. So, uh, I mean, I think that uh, that that pretty much settles it. Uh, I feel like I actually am a little disappointed of myself because I had just gone through Voyager and I had pulled Alice and Good Shepherd, which really, um, I mean, I should have gotten. But I had a couple of switcheroos and, and a couple of mix-ups, and uh, that's all it takes in a 10-episode, uh, sorry, 12 episodes this year, 12-episode uh, season each. Uh, that's just going to happen, I suppose. So uh, congratulations, Matt. And uh, I guess as we, we typically do, do you think that one of us had easier or harder episodes, or do you think that it was pretty evenly matched? Well, I'm just looking at your list, and there are some tricky ones in there. Um, a matter of honor that's a pretty generic title good shepherd manhunt too short a season like some of these are pretty generic episode titles so uh i i feel like you had a at least one uh softball throw <laughs> at the end <laughs> yeah yesterday's um, enterprise was essentially my uh saving grace as it were yeah but uh man there's there are some tricky ones in there so i i, I feel like I mean, I, I don't know. I guess Squire of Gothos is kind of uh, not my uh, forte because it's an original series. Uh, same with Pirates of Orion. So I, I feel like you may have had a few more tough ones than I had. Um, yeah, the, the one couple of things that benefited you for sure was No Small Parts was the season finale of Lower Decks, which is really recent. The Andorian Incident is like an all-time classic Enterprise episode. You also had Fury, which is the one that everybody remembers. The Kess came back, 
And the Nagus, I mean, is easy enough, I guess, just because you know it's probably that first episode with the Grand Nagus Zek. Um, but that being said, you know what? I feel like I probably could have made a slightly, uh, a slightly better challenge this year, but um, that just tends to be the way it goes. Uh, in terms of the episode splits, which we typically look at as well, um, we each had an episode of the original series. You had an animated series, which is always nasty. Um, I had more episodes of The Next Generation. You had more episodes of Deep Space Nine. I had more episodes of Voyager. We had one each of Enterprise, and then you actually had a Discovery and a Lower Deck. So you seem to kind of have this knack for getting the uh, the more recent episodes because... Lucky I, me. <laughs> I feel like you're the only one who's gotten Discovery episodes so far. Um, and Even uh, luckier. Yeah, exactly. And that Lower Decks episode was, was a nice little grab for you as well. Um, do you have any kind of big regrets with your uh, your recalls? Do you have a proud moment or a crazy moment or anything? I feel like getting five out of five for profit motive was pretty pretty good yeah pretty good that's that's one that's kind of a deeper deeper uh delve into my memory banks i would say um i i don't know if i really have a lot of regret i don't think there were any that i feel like i should have had but i didn't get um maybe just that i had to watch the pirates of ryan that would maybe be a regret (laughs) guess it's only Um, 20 minutes well that's that's true but um no, I, I feel like uh, I, I feel pretty good about how I did as far as did I get the ones I should have. I, there weren't any where I was like, you know, pound, you know, really upset with myself that I didn't get them. Now, how about you? I, I mean, I know you sort of already said that there's maybe a few that you felt like you could do better. But was there one or two in particular that you're yeah, really, no, uh, kicking yourself? No, over? Alice and Good Shepherd were almost inexcusable in all in all fairness. Um, in Purgatory Shadow, with Deep Space Nine, there's so many great two-parters, it's kind of easy to get a mixer match. Um, but yeah, Alice and Good Shepherd was inexcusable. I just finished Voyager, and I really should have got them. Um, and in terms of kind of a proud moment, I actually am pretty happy with myself for nailing the naked time, just because it's an original series episode, and it's not like it's one that I really would have like watched a whole bunch um so the fact that i was able to get that one is i'm pretty happy with that so um yeah it was uh, it was a fun season i i don't think that uh i don't think that we've had a season so far that was as nicely mixed up right uh we didn't get any picard episodes but we got a nice kind of mix of all the, the series a little bit more deep space nine which i'm not overly mad about um, we got some classics, Andorian Incident, Yesterday's Enterprise, Naked Time. Those are going to go down in history as some of the best episodes ever. Um, and we also had some, you know, some eye rollers that led to so, some kind of good ripping, <laughs> like Despite Yourself um, and uh, Pirates of Orion. So, I mean, it was, it was, a, good, uh, it was a good season for uh, episodes, which kind of leads us into the next little section just in terms of um, how well we reviewed and what we gave in terms of our ratings. So uh, Matt gave an average of 3.3 out of 5 for the episodes that we watched, and he gave 5 stars to Lower Deck Season 1, The Andorian Incident, No Small Parts, In Purgatory Shadow, By Inferno's Light, Yesterday's Enterprise, uh, and he gave no zeros this year. I, on the other hand, had an average of 2.9, which is kind of surprising. 
because I think typically I'm a little bit more generous with the uh, reviews than you are, uh, or the end of this episode ratings, but I also gave five stars to A Time to Stand, The Quickening, Lower Decks Season 1, The Andorian Incident, No Small Parts, In Pur Purgatory Shadow, By Inferno's Light, and Yesterday's Enterprise. I also had no zero out of fives this year, so, I mean, in terms of episodes, man, did we have some good Star Trek to watch this season, Matt. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it was nice to get Yesterday's Enterprise, because, I mean, it's been three years, and this is the first, like, classic, you know, undisputed, top 10 episode of all time and that was kind of nice to see but uh yeah i think we probably each of us probably gave more fives than we have in any of our previous years um so yeah we got some really good ones it was actually uh not that i don't enjoy watching star trek every couple weeks but uh yeah a lot of these were really good to to, to watch um and i'm actually kind of glad we uh, went back and got to see in Purgatory Shadow and in, by Inferno's Lake, because I forgot just how good those two episodes were. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's kind of one of those years where I, I almost feel like you and I are going to be right on the same line of thinking uh, in terms of, like, your favorite episode. Is it safe to say that it's yesterday's Enterprise? Uh, it might be my favorite episode, period. So, yes, <laughs> I would definitely say that is, uh, if I were to choose one from this season, yeah, 100% yesterday's Enterprise. And in terms of least favorite, is it fair to say that the animated series Pirates of Orion would be uh, your least favorite? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably... A safe uh, bet, yeah. See, yeah. And that's yeah. that's right in line with what I'm thinking as well. Uh, we also have that bonus episode of rtr this year because we also got the inferno's light so that kind of added for a nice little uh bonus for us but yeah i mean in terms of our selection of episodes that we got uh i i don't know that we could get much better i mean it would you'd have to have some really lucky draws in order to uh kind of beat what we got this year and so i mean as the whole i'm very very happy with it I, I think the that we've had the the best episodes uh, this past this pre previous year than we've had in the the last two. Um, been a very enjoyable season, uh, both podcasting and also uh, with what we've been able to watch. So, solid way to uh, end the year, I guess. Indeed. All right. Well, let's just take a quick little break, and then we are going to come back with the year three birthday bonanza trivia challenge where i will maybe hopefully be able to redeem myself and uh, flex my star trek trivia muscles and, and maybe get a little bit of uh of my honor back uh, in the trivia challenge so uh, we'll just take a quick break and we'll be back for that next and andrew is uh what's the Jemhadar saying victory is life victory is life <laughs> All right, Matt, it is time for our main event, the Trivia Bonanza. Uh, we have 30 questions this year. Uh, we uh, kind of felt like the, uh, the 50 questions was, was kind of a bit too much and it dragged on, so <laughs> too, too stressful, stressful no, no doubt. Um, <laughs> I have gray hairs because of the 50 questions. Yeah, so we, uh, we've cut it down to 30, which makes it kind of nice because we have 10 categories, uh, three questions per category. I tried to kind of keep mine where it was like an easier, a medium, and a hard. 
Um, and then at the end, Matt and I will double our score to get, uh, well, I guess we don't even need to double our score this year, do we? Because we can just take a percentage um, and we will give ourselves a rank out of the ranking system this year, which is uh, as follows. 95% and plus, you are going to be the original series. If you are in the 90 to 94 range, you will be the original series movies. If you're in the 80s and you get your A, then you will be the next generation. If you're in the 70s, you're going to be the TNG movies. If you get down into the C range, you're Deep Space Nine, 60 to 69. 50 to 59 will be Voyager. 40 to 49 will be Enterprise. 30 to 39 is Discovery. 20 to 29, Picard. 10 to 19 will be Lower Decks. And then 5 to 9 will be Prodigy. And 0 to 4 will be Strange New Worlds. So I think in first year we did, what, Ranks? And then last year we did Ships. Now we're doing Series. So it's not necessarily that we think <laughs> that, uh, you know, Enterprise is a lesser series than Next Generation or anything. It's more just the, uh, the point in which it was released. So actually, this is probably my best chance to get a score in and about the range <laughs> that I'm looking for in terms of uh, a show that I like. So I'm going to be kind of aiming for, well, I'm obviously aiming for 100%, but I'm going to be happy with kind of like Voyager and above. That's my kind of goal for myself. Let's jump in. I won the coin toss off the air, so I'm going to be asking... Uh, <laughs> The Latinum, the strip of Latinum. <laughs> I'm going to be asking uh, Matt's questions first here. Uh, and as we typically do, uh, we are going to start with the category, the original series. Uh, and if you're playing along at home, well, I mean, it's all for fun and the points don't matter. So you can be the judge for whether you get half point or a quarter point. So, Matt, are you ready? I Question ready. number one, the original series. Dame Joan Collins is a Golden Globe, Emmy, and Soap Opera Digest Award winner. What famous character did she play in the original series? Uh, Edith Keeler. All right. Matt is on the board nice and strong. Number two, name the famous original series episode that features President Abe Lincoln. Oh, oh dear. That's, um... oh, boy. I'm going to have to guess here. Uh, let's see. What's a good guess here? A part of the, a piece of the action. That is an excellent guess, but it is the Savage Curtain. Mm. The Savage Curtain. Uh, and last question here. There are tubes in the Enterprise hallways that are labeled GNDN. What does the acronym stand for? GNDN. Good... Uh, dilithium uh what's the third letter <laughs> d oh okay i'm already screwed yeah i have no idea <laughs> it stands for goes nowhere does nothing oh perfect. Uh, all right matt is one out of three in the original series and don't feel bad matt because original series uh it's it's could give me a little bit of a beat down so uh uh, hit me with it. What do you have for the original series for me? Question number one. Who commanded the USS Enterprise before James Kirk? That would be Christopher Pike. Correct. What is the Squire of Gothos' actual name? 
Oof, now this is going to be embarrassing because I we just watched this one. So this this is almost like a little bit of showmanship here. Um, the Squire of Gothos, no idea. Tommy Thomerson. Uh, his, his real name was Trelane. Trelane, oh, yes, I should know that one. Okay, and finally, number three. What 20th century ship contained cryogenically frozen, genetically augmented humans? So this is from Space Seed. What was the name of the ship? Uh, I don't think I know, so I'm just going to say the Botany Bay. The Botany Bay is correct. All right. Okay. Well, I was kind of going off the movie there, but I will take that all day long. Uh, okay. So I've taken a very short lead here, but uh, we're now into the next generation, which is Matt's wheelhouse. So uh, let me hit you with those questions next, Matt. Um how many of the main cast members of the next generation have been filmed wearing the red slash burgundy command uniform? Uh, how, you're at looking for the number? No, name them. Oh, uh, Picard, Riker, Data, Worf, Wesley Crusher. Okay, and what if I were to tell you that there were two more? Oh, uh, Crusher... Dr. Crusher and all yep. good things. Yep. Oof. Who else? Does LaForge count from Voyager Timeless? Ding, ding, ding. You've got it. Yeah, no. I mean, and LaForge, I believe, wore a red one in the first Oh, season. yeah, of course he did. Yeah. That's okay, right. well done, Matt. Yeah, very good, very good. Uh, okay, question number two. What does the TNG episode suddenly human... And the Deep Space Nine episode, Cardassians, have in common? Uh, it was like a, a child, alien, or a child from one species being raised by another. Well Or being done. adopted by another. Yeah, one. that's exactly it. Yeah, well done. Uh, okay, and this one is, this one's a toughie, uh, but that's typically how my third questions go. What version of poker does Worf claim is a woman's game? Oh... Oh, boy. That is a tough one. I'm tempted to say one with the wild cards, but I know that's not right. Uh, it is called Federation Day. So uh, there's an episode where Troy, mm. rec she she chooses Federation Day as the, the game, and he says it's a woman's game, which I don't know that that would happen. In, I don't know they use that line in 2021, but... Uh, no, I don't think they would. I digress. Uh, all right, hit me with the next generation questions for me okay next generation number question number one which hypochondriac crew member dreaded the transporter that would be uh, reginald barclay mr barclay is correct question two what is the name of the romulan intelligence agency the tal shiar correct question number three what dessert was Deanna Troy's favorite to replicate? Chocolate ice cream. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to you. I wrote, I put ice or chocolate sundae, but that's close enough. Okay. All right. Uh, we are on to Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Uh, all right. Question number one, Matt. Name Kira's romantic partners. Uh, there's 
Vedic Burial and oh boy, what was the other guy's name? Shakar. Yep. And Odo. You ding ding ding, you got it. Uh, you could have also mentioned O'Brien from that weird episode. Where <laughs> they uh, they get a thing, um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, the next question is a tough one, which I'm going to be very lenient. But um, name the top three recurring Deep Space Nine characters by appearances. Uh, Gold Ducat's got to be one. Uh, okay. Think Rom would be another. Mm-hmm. Morn, does he count? Okay, so you know what? I'm gonna tell you that Ducat is not correct. Uh, so if you can get really? the other one, yeah, Ducat is not correct. But if you can get the other one, I'll give you the point. So mm-hmm. Morn is correct. Uh, Rom is correct, but you didn't get uh, Ducat. Is not it? Huh. Uh. Kai win? I, I, I have no idea. I would, I'm shocked that it's not Gold Ducat. <laughs> I'm going to give you a half point because I feel like you got flustered. Um, the uh, most appearances is Morn with 95, uh, and then Nog at 46. Okay. Garrick was 38, Rom was 36, and Ducat was only 35. And uh, there's actually also a Ferengi bartender for those of you that are playing at home. Uh, his name is Broik, and he was on the show 85 times in the background. But in terms of the actual recurring characters, Morn, Nog, and uh, Garrick and Rom are essentially the same. So that's a tough one. I'm going to give Matt a half point because he was right there on that one. Uh, the last question here, uh, what real-world currency is also the currency of Bajor? Oh, is it a Rupal? Uh, it's not. I'll give you a little hint so you can gain out that other half point. It's also the name of a female character on the show. Is it Akira? I, I, I'm not sure. It is not. It is Lita. The Lita, oh. which is uh, the currency of Lithuania. And interestingly hmm. enough, the reason why they chose that was because Lithuania has a long history past of being occupied. Oh, and so uh, they uh, they included that as Bajor's currency. I don't actually I'm sure know Lithuanians how Lithuanians are up. thrilled to hear that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, okay, my Deep Space Nine questions. All right, on to Deep Space Nine. Number, question number one. What self-serve cafeteria on DS9 replicated a variety of foods? A self, oh, that little self-serve area. Yeah, the place where they like oh, to yeah. hang out. Yeah, and the, the promenade. Uh, I actually have no idea. It was the Replimat. The Replimat, which is a pretty cool name. Okay, next one. All right, question number two. What is the Cardassian title for a ship or installation's commander? I'm going to say, is it Gull? Correct. Okay, that's, that's a little tricky one there, Matt. Okay, and question number three. What ship was Commander Sisko assigned to during the Battle of Wolf 359? I have not a clue, but once you say it, it's going to drive me nuts. Uh... Oh, wait, the Saratoga? The USS Saratoga, that is correct. Oh, that was coming deep out of the like the depths of my brain. <laughs> I don't know exactly where that came from, but I, I just had this vision of 
of Cisco saying it on the promenade or something. Okay. There you go. Uh, there we go. All right. I'm still holding just a slight lead on Matt here uh, as we jump into the Delta Quadrant and uh, Voyager. So my first question for you, Matt, is what is the name of Janeway's first officer before Chakotay? Oh, man. Uh, was it... Uh... Was it Kaplan? Lieutenant Commander Kaplan? You're so, so close. No. It is not a P. It's, it starts with C-A, but it's, the next letter's not P. Huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a half for that regardless. I, I don't it, remember. It's Lieutenant Commander Cavett. 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 Huh. I okay. mean, he was in one episode. Uh, question number two. In the episode The Voyager Conspiracy, what does Seven of Nine accuse Janeway of doing? A timely episode, <laughs> given the yeah. state of the world. <laughs> oh boy, what did she accuse Janeway of? Did, what, didn't she accuse her of like conspiring with the caretaker? That's exactly yeah. what she did. Yeah, yeah. That's actually, you know what? I mean, in terms of like a lot of this anti-vax and all that kind of stuff, and uh, all the things that you see on the internet, um, and the fact that there's, you know, there's some. Th- thought and belief that you you know the stuff that you search just gets kind of like uh, pushes you more and more towards certain articles um i mean this is a very very 2021 episode the voyager conspiracy the idea that if you go out searching for trends and things like that that you can find them if if you you know piece certain things together which is uh really interesting i think Uh, but anyway last the last question what change happens to neelix in season seven compared to seasons one through six. Ooh. Hmm. Didn't they give him a title, like make him ambassador? Um, this is more of a physical appearance change. Oh. Did he get rid of, like, some of his whiskers or something? I, I have no idea. You know what? I'll give you the other half. He got rid of his contacts. So he has yellow eyes in seasons one through six, and in season seven, I guess Ethan Phillips just got sick of wearing them, so he just stopped. Oh, interesting. So there you go. The next time you watch season seven, you're going to have to check and see his eyes. I'll have to keep an eye on that. All right. Uh, All right. Hit me with a little Voyager. On to Voyager for Andrew. Your first question is, what was the name of Paris's holodeck program based on 1930s sci-fi serials. Uh, Captain Proton. Captain Proton. That's correct. Which they've been dying to do a short trek on that, but it has yet to happen. That's true. He's lobbying for that very, uh, very heavily. All right, question number two. Who was the first child born aboard Voyager? I don't know anybody else, so I'm just going to say Naomi Wildman. Naomi Wildman, that's correct. And this third question is a bit of a deep cut. Let's see if you can get it. What was the name of the Daily Crew news program that Neelix started? I'm going to say, like, Good Morning Voyager. Oh, that's a good guess. It's It was called A Briefing with Neelix. A Briefing with Neelix. That's a great question, Matt. I like that. It was only, I think, in one episode. Yeah, it was, but I know exactly the thing that you're talking yeah. about. So it ends <laughs> up becoming, like, a huge headache, right? Yeah. Um. Okay, now we are going to, uh, let's do Enterprise, and then uh, we'll take a little break. Um, My first Enterprise question for you, Matt, is what, and this is spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched Enterprise, by the way, um, 
what two episodes do we see Trip Tucker die, and why are both technically not real? Okay, there's the one where they they, they had to clone him. And he, that's he right, that's one. raged and then he ended up dying at the end of the episode. I can't remember the name of it. That's okay, that's an episode called Similitude. Okay. And then in the series finale, which we which is not real and we don't speak about, uh, he dies, but it was actually a hollow simulation, so it's not real. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Full marks there, Matt. Well done. Uh, question number two. What is the difference between the episodes Terra Nova and Terra Prime? Oh, boy. What? Terra Prime was in the last season, and it was part of a multi... <laughs> Multi-part episode involving, yep. like, xenophobes on Earth, I think. Yep. And Terra Nova was, like, during the first season, I think. Yeah. it was just about the joys and uh, problems of going to a new planet that you've never been Yeah, on. you got it. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it's the... Uh, they sent, like, pe- they sent humans to, like, repopulate a planet, like, back before they had uh, warp capabilities, and they never heard back from them, so then... They were going to go check it out and see what happened, and then they found them, like, living in caves, all irradiated and stuff, because mm. the planet actually wasn't livable. Um, but anyway, Oops. well done. Very well done. <laughs> uh, and the last question uh, for Enterprise is, what rank does T'Pol hold on the ship, and why is it peculiar? Well, she is a sub-commander. That is correct. And it's peculiar because it's a Vulcan rank. Not a human uh, rank or a Starfleet rank. Well, she is Vulcan, but it's typically what? Where have we heard? Uh, what species oh, have uh, we heard Romulan. use that? It's typically yes, Romulan. that's right. Yeah. It was typically Romulan. Okay, well done, Matt. That is your first three out of three. Interesting that it would be Enterprise. Let's yeah, see how that... Andrew does with his Enterprise questions. Number question number one. What was the name of Captain Archer's dog? Porthos? Porthos, correct. Question number two. What Vulcan monastery hid a surveillance facility? Oh, the Andorian incident, but what was the name? This is like this, like the that last question. Uh, I don't remember. Don't remember? It was called no. Pajem. Pajem. Well, I didn't know that one. Okay. And finally, question number three. What aquatic life form did flocks use to sometimes clean or cauterize wounds? Uh, I remember that, but... It happened it many like times. A, yeah. Like a sucker fish or something. No? Is that is that your guess? That's my guess, yeah. It was an osmotic eel. An osmotic eel. <laughs> All right, that's the halfway mark. Matt, you are currently sitting at nine and a half, and I am sitting at ten. Oof, ten. this is getting dangerously close, and we are into uh, Discovery, Picard, Lower Decks, the movies, the actors, and more after this short break. Let's hit the second half here. Uh, we're going to keep going chronologically, and we are into Star Trek Discovery. My first question for you is a nasty one. And so you might need a little piece of paper uh, and a pen in order to kind of do this one. Uh, There have been 10 major deaths on Star Trek Discovery. Can you name 
eight of them. Uh, let's see. Does Landry count? Yep. Lorca? Yep. Uh, Giorgio died yep. in the first episode. <laughs> um, let's see. Culber? Yep. Oh, what was the name of that dude that got whooped when they, like, used those funky spacesuits in the first episode of season two? I can't remember his name. Uh, he was, like, one of Pike's cronies who was all, like, cocky, and he's like, oh, yeah, okay, everything's yeah, yeah, fine, yeah. everything's yep. fine, and then, like, yeah, yeah, as soon yeah. as he says that, he gets, like, you know. Yep, Danby was that guy's name. Okay. Um, You're almost there. Who else dies? Who else dies? Who doesn't die? I was going to say, I'll give you a little hint. you got to remember that villains also die, right? So. Oh, yeah, I guess Leland died. Yep. Um... Oh, Vok. No, no, not Vok. Uh, Takuvma, your Takuvma. favorite Klingon. <laughs> yeah, if you can get one more, you're there. And remember, season three just ended. Yeah, what's oh, what was that silly Andorian's name? Oh, crap. Oh, so close. So close, Matt. Who is the villain of season three? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the name. The woman, So too. memorable, I can't even remember her name. <laughs> remember the, the green girl? Yeah, the Orion. I I can't remember her name. Okay, give me the Admiral then, who died in season two. Oh, and Cornwell died. Cornwell. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, you got them all. Osira was the oh, character right. from season three, and Zara was the Andorian guy. Well done, Matt. I am uh, I am thoroughly impressed there. That's a good uh, a good <clears> job. <throat> uh, number two, what ludicrous decision does Saru make <laughs> in Unification Part Three? Didn't he, like, let Burnham go into that, like, uh, whatever it was called, that, like, scientific challenge thing, even though she, like, just, like, blatantly disobeyed orders? Uh, yeah, I'll give it to you, because that does happen in this that episode. It wasn't actually what I was looking for. I, was, I thought you were going to say, makes Tilly the first officer, but uh, you're right. He does no, send Burnham. too. <laughs> he does send Burnham uh, in a situation where uh, she literally broke every order that he had given. But, uh, okay, I'm going to give it to you anyway. And my last question is, Lorca's old ship is called the Baron. It is named after what? I'm going to say the, the, the guy in Gambit of that Next Generation episode, but I know that that's not correct. I have no um, it's, it's a great guess, but it's, uh, it's actually... Uh, the name of a Russian space shuttle. Uh, hmm. Good job. Two out of three. In, uh... All right. Question number one. Uh, you probably will get this because it's almost exactly one of the questions you asked me. Who sacrifices themselves to disarm a torpedo during the ba final battle with control? That would be yeah, Admiral Cornwall. Admiral Cornwall. Correct. Question number two. Where was the first battle of the Klingon War? The Binary Stars. The Binary Stars. Yes, that's correct. Uh, if you get this one, I'll be very impressed. Uh, number three. What was the name of Book's brother? <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> okay, his name was Kai Heem. Kai Heem. All right, well, I wouldn't Honored. have gotten that. If you had given me unlimited guesses, I don't think I would have come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, in my series of questions, Matt, I have the movies up next, so uh, if you need to kind of shuffle, I guess, that's, uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, okay. So my first question in the movies 
is what insult does Kirk use in 1980s San Francisco? And you'll get uh, a, a courtesy point if you can uh, do a Shatner impression. Well, a double dumbass on you. <laughs> oh, nicely done. Full point for that I've one. I've seen that movie a bazillion times. Oh, I know. I just I just <laughs> wanted you to say a double dumbass on you, really. Uh, question number two. William Shatner was quoted as saying, well, that's it. We gave it our best shot, and it wasn't good, and it will never happen again. After what? Or when did he say that? Sorry. I'm going to guess after Star Trek V. That is an excellent guess, but it was actually after the motion picture. Oh, wow. Can you imagine in today's hmm. culture somebody saying that at the premiere of the motion picture? And they go in, they watch it, and they're like, well, that stank. I guess we're never going to do it again. You'd never see yeah, it, basically, the answer to that I think, question. I don't think you'd see that this, these days, no. And now I'm going to pull a little Matt trickery on himself here, and I'm going to use a little uh, search for Spock question. Which famous actress appears as the high priestess in the search for Spock? Oh, uh, Dame Judith Anderson. Nicely done, Matt. I was. And don't certain. ask me what she's famous for. I have no clue. She is famous for a movie called A Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. So, oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen it either, but I've heard that name before. So. Hmm, interesting. Uh, okay, hit me with uh, your movie questions. Okay, on to the movies. Question number one. What is the name of Starfleet Academy's no-win scenario? The way overused in Discovery, Kobayashi Maru. The Kobayashi Maru, correct. And Matt, I actually, I have taken the Kobayashi Maru test because uh, in our capital here in Ottawa, we actually uh, had like a Starfleet Academy training uh, like a few years back, and you could go and you could practice your phaser shooting and you know, medical stuff and then uh they also had a, a version where you could go into the enterprise d bridge and you could do the kobayashi maru test and so um i went did and did you eat it. an apple while you did it <laughs> no but i kind of wish i had smuggled one in now <laughs> okay moving on uh, to question number two what nuclear powered aircraft carrier did chekhov and ohura sneak onto this is a I bit don't... of a trick question. Yeah, I actually don't know the answer to it. Uh, the answer is the USS Enterprise. Oh, yes, of course. Good question. That's a, a nice little trickery right there. Okay, final question, number three. What was the name, the first name of James Kirk's father? Oh, you're going a little, uh... Yeah, you're going with like a little AJ, or um, JJ... Here it's Chris Helmsworth, um, Jim, Jim, Jim after my father, Jonathan Kirk, Jonathan Kirk. Uh, his first name was George. George, George Kirk. Kirk, right? Good question, Matt. I did not even think of the JJ ones when I was going through my uh, going through my well, bunch. Um, I blame you. All right, now my next question is nasty. It is. Just proper nasty, and I spent way too much time doing this. But um, which, I, which category? It, this is the actors and guest stars. Okay, All right. that's what I've got next on my list here. So I, I just had to do it. So my question is: <laughs> Name five Seinfeld characters 
that have appeared on Star Trek by their Seinfeld name. Okay, uh, George Costanza. That's one. What was Michelle Forbes' name? Oh boy, I can name you all the actors. I don't. I can I don't know if I can get the Seinfeld names though. The Seinfeld names is hard. That's that's why I said it's a nasty one. I don't know. I. I I could sit here for 20 minutes. I was going, okay, you're, he's going to concede. Should I tell you the five you should have gotten? Yeah, you, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I feel like you should have gotten Mr. Wilhelm because we saw oh, Ri- yeah. Richard Hurd in um, in Star Trek yeah, Voyager. Admiral Paris, yeah. George Costanza, you should have got. Jackie Childs was somebody mm. that we just talked about, Phil Morris. Uh, I mean, the other kind of main ones, Babu Bhatt. Uh, we also had Mr. Pitt. <laughs> Um, uh, oh yeah, Mr. Pitt. <laughs> well, that one episode. Oh, and Estelle Costanza. Estelle Costanza, oh. Sue Ellen Mischke, uh A little bit of a cheeky one, Corbin Bernstein, because remember he shows up on the Late Show as himself. Uh, anyway, I digress. We don't need to go into it too too much. Um, that that's just a straight up nasty question. So I'm gonna ease up for you on the next couple here. Um, my next question, number two: How many actresses portrayed the character of Zial? Three. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. And the next one is really tricky, but you, you have to just kind of stop and think about it. Um, what major award from the EGOT has Patrick Stewart won? And do you know what the EGOT is? The EGOT. So the, uh... so the EGOT is basically somebody who has won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. And Patrick Stewart has won one of those things. Which one is it? I'm going to say an Emmy. That would be the logical guess, but it's actually a Grammy. He has a spoken word uh, album where he actually won a Grammy for it. It was for like some sort of Shakespearean thing. What? So, Yeah, crazy, eh? <laughs> wow. Now that is some next level trivia right there for sure. Okay, well, file that one under uh, interesting facts that you would never guess in a million years. (laughs) Well, that's why I made it list kind of down to four. I figured you'd probably figure that he didn't have a Tony or an Oscar. Like, that would be kind of something you'd know, so then the other two is kind of a crapshoot. Hmm. Oh, well. All right, moving on to your actors and guest star questions. Number one, who played Sila? Um, Denise Crosby? Denise Crosby, that is correct. Question number two, you should get this one because you basically already asked me this. What actress from a famous dynasty played Edith Keeler? Oh, yeah, uh, Joan Collins. Joan Collins, yep, that's correct. That happens on occasion. We double up our questions. Uh, I think it's happened at least once every time. Okay, and number three, who played... The female Q. Oh, no clue. I know the exact... I can see her, but I just... I have no idea. She also played the Bob Sacramento of Star Trek, Dr. Salar. Um... Does that help? <laughs> I mean, it does a little bit, but I'm thinking that... No, it do, I don't know. Okay. You don't... You, you're, you're I'm, I'm conceding. Out. Yeah, I'm tapping out. Okay. It was uh, Susie Plaxon. Lucy Plaxon. Okay, good for her. All right. The uh, unusually tall Susie Plaxon. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, okay, we are on to... It's kind of weird. I don't know exactly. Now that I'm looking at it, I'm not exactly sure why I put Picard and Lower Decks into this section. I guess it should have been up by Discovery, but whatever. It's our show. We can do what we like. So this is... My questions are either from Lower Decks or Picard, so there's, it doesn't include the other shows. Um, which main character cast member was once on Saturday Night Live? Wasn't it Harry Treadway? Is Harry... Who's Harry Treadway? Treadway. That's a better. The, oh crap! I can't remember his, the name. The this is Romulan a main guy. Yeah, but this is a main character, like somebody in the. Uh... Oh, that guy would have been on there. Okay, if this guy was on Saturday Night Live, then I will give you the points. No, he wasn't. Uh, the answer mm. I was looking for was Noelle Wells, which is um, ah. Tendi from Lower Decks. She was on Saturday Night Live for one season, and then. She got let go. Uh, okay, how many TV series has a Quarks appeared in? Two. And what two are those? Lower Decks and Deep Space Nine. And there's kind of like one other. Oh. It's actually I don't think it actually is. Oh, I'm... was he? Well, he was he he was in Next Generation. I assume I, I assume he was sitting in his bar. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to you. Um, uh, I it's I, I had Picard because remember when they went to that Stardust oh, Reg City, there right. was kind of like uh, advertisements. But I'm gonna give it for you because I don't right. think we actually see the bar. Um, the yeah, there was a great episode of Lower Decks uh, with the the Duplers that had a Quarks in the background, which is kind of funny. It's true, yes. And my last question for Picard Lower Decks is: What movie inspired Patrick Stewart to do the Picard show? And it's a it's a Patrick Stewart movie. Oh my, I didn't know there was a movie that inspired him to do it. Moby Dick. Uh, that's a great guess, but it was actually that movie Logan, and his rationale was was that if they can kind of take uh, the Wolverine storyline and do something so different with it, that they could probably do the same thing with Picard. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right, on to. Card and lower decks. Uh, your first question is What class of vessel is the USS Cerritos? It is California class. California class, that's correct. Question number two What vessel does the Cerritos assist in the demolition of an unstable moon? I don't actually know. The Titan, I guess? I can give you a hint. Okay, give me a little hint. It is a Canadian city. Oh, the Vancouver. The USS Vancouver. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that now. Correct. And finally, question three. This one you may not remember, but... What planet does Picard visit to meet with the Koat Malat, your favorite uh, group of Romulans? What was the name of the planet? I read that book, too. I have no idea. Don't know. Uh, the answer is Vashti. Vashti, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that either. All right, Matt, we are to the final category, and uh, this is the miscellaneous category. And because it's miscellaneous, <laughs> I have chosen to be as annoying as possible, and I have three annoying questions for you just to kind of really uh, stick it to you. And considering this is so close, <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad that I did. So um, my first question in miscellaneous is... Put the original series movies in order of their box office gross. 
and I'll allow you like one fib or one Ooh. one screw up. Uh, okay, original series movies in order of gross. Um, I'm gonna guess four. I know four was one of Ding. the best ones. That's correct. Um, three. Uh, uh, uh. How about Star Trek Six? That must have been up there. Uh, uh. <laughs> this no? question is nasty. Uh, yeah, no, it is uh, the Voyage Home. The motion picture was actually number two. Uh, the Wrath of mm. Khan, The Search for Spock, uh, The Undiscovered Country, and The Final Frontier. So um, mm. that's a nasty question. I mean, I feel like the only way to get that is if maybe you had looked that up in, the, in, in a past life or something. Uh, okay, my next one is another nasty one. Um, it is put the first officers in order of their height. Okay, uh, Riker was probably the tallest. Ding, ding, ding. Either Spock or Chakotay are going to be next. Yep, Spock and Chakotay are next. That's correct. Uh, which first officers? Like, are we including Discovery? Do they have like a like ten first officers? They're a different one every week. Yeah. So I just did Burnham because remember when Discovery came out, the whole thing was that it was like uh, she was going to be like the first officer, not the the main character. So I I did Burnham if that helps. Okay. So you're you're like to, you're right on the money here. I'm impressed. We're, so down, far. To, we're down to Kira, to Paul, and Burnham. Oh, what about the Cerritos? <laughs> so I actually <laughs> I actually do have um, Jerry O'Connell's height, and I just assume that Ransom is the same height as him. But if you don't include Ransom and Raffi, that's totally fine. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say, to Paul's probably the next tallest. Mm-hmm. Followed by Kira, and then Burnham. Wow! And he does it. He went and he did it. I am impressed. Riker was six four. Ransom, assuming he's the same age as the voice actor, is six two. Spock was six feet tall. Chakotay was five foot ten. Raffi is five foot nine. Uh, T'Pol was five foot six and a half. Kira was five foot six. So I just said that that would be a tie. And Burnham is only 5'4", so considering she is, like, an expert at everything, uh, she is even shorter than me, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a plus for all the short people out here. So, uh, well done, Matt. Uh, I am thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with that, actually. And uh, you will not be impressed by my final question because, uh, like I told you, it's an annoying one. My third question and my final question for Matt is, what caused the burn? Um, that the Kelpian Sukal had a bad dream. <laughs> well, no, not that's not really true. Uh, yeah, but, I'm gonna give it to you. I just wanted to hear you say that uh, the end of the galaxy transportation as we know it all boiled down to uh, a Kelpian having a little bit of a uh, temper tantrum. So uh, that's a uh, that's pretty good, Matt. Miscellaneous, you got two out of three. All right, on to the, I call it potpourri, you know, Jeopardy style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nevertheless, it's same thing. Uh, first question. What were the Federation citizens who fought Cardassians in the DMZ called? The Sorry, the Federation citizens who fought in the DMZ? Yeah. Demilitarized. I'm going to call them the Maquis? The Maquis, yes. Okay. Correct. Question two, where is Utopia Planitia Fleet Yards located? It was, before it was destroyed, located on Mars. 
That's correct. And yes, I suppose I should say was. <laughs> okay. And question three. What is the Klingon unit of measurement for distance? No idea. No idea. It is a Kelly cam. A Kelly cam. Yeah, that sounds about right, too. Yeah. Okay, Matt, let's add up the second half points. Let's look. Matt had nine, and Andrew had nine. So that means that I actually took it this year. Matt had a total of, uh, what, uh, 18 and a half, and I had 19. So that means if we go up to our ranking system, as you should do at home, I guess I need to get out my calculator here. Uh, Matt had 18 and a half out of a total of 30. That is 62%. And Matt will reside on deep space nine this season. Andrew, on the other hand, had 19 out of 30, which gives me very <laughs> couple of percentage points higher. So I'll be staying in a much nicer suite on deep space nine as well. So, um, let us know how uh, you guys made out at home and uh, which uh, fictional place or fictional series you'll be uh, residing in, uh, if anybody got up to the original series, or maybe you, those questions were too hard. Maybe you're down in the lower <laughs> decks or even on Star Trek Prodigy. So um, lots of fun. Uh, we will take another short break. We'll come back and talk about what's uh, in the future for us, uh, future for Star Trek, and eventually we will... Uh, draw a new episode. The uh, the confetti's nearly been popped. All, the cake's nearly been eaten. You know we're we're kind of getting into the uh, the later uh, sections of of the party. I think that uh, you know it, it is about time that we kind of talk about uh, RTR and the future. If you're game for it, I'm game for it. Are we are we going to come back for season four? Yeah, we got picked up by uh, Paramount, <laughs> so yeah, we're no just, just yeah, and I. I we picked up ourselves, I guess yeah. you could say. We renewed ourselves for right. a fourth and, season. Right, uh, and I mean, the talk over on Hollow Sweet Media is, is that eventually we'll be able to get some of the blogs back going. Um, we're going to stick to our kind of bi-weekly show. Um, we have some RTBR episodes, so the book review's already primed up and ready to go, so keep an eye out for those as well. Um, uh, and I feel like, I mean, one of my favorite things really is the season wrap-ups. So that leads kind of nicely into, like, what's next for Star Trek. Matt, have you been enjoying Lower Decks? Uh, I know that by the time uh, this comes out, there, there's still kind of like almost a, a full half season left. But have you enjoyed the first half of Lower Decks? Absolutely. Yeah. It's been much of the much of the same goodness that we've had from season one. It's They, they just keep rolling with the with the comedic star trek which is uh quite enjoyable i would say yeah lower decks is honestly one of my favorite star trek series and uh they just announced that eagle moss is going to produce like a a uss cerritos you know there's talk that playmates might make some uh some toys in and around the lower decks line and i mean i think i'll be the front of the line to pick up a lot of that stuff i absolutely love lower decks (laughs) Um, and so I can't wait to see more of it. It almost never disappoints. Like there's very rarely an episode where you kind of go, eh, that stinks or, or eh, that wasn't that great. It's almost always top, top quality. 
uh, and that kind of leads to a, another animated show. So, so Matt, we we actually haven't talked about it on the show yet, but we've now gotten a couple of trailers for Star Trek Prodigy. Um, we have a release date for Star Trek Prodigy. I don't know what the Canadian, I don't, like Crave might have it, or I'm not exactly sure where it's going to be in Canada yet, but Nickelodeon's going to have it in the U.S. Uh, so what are your thoughts on Star Trek Prodigy? It's It's different. It's intriguing, but uh, I don't know that we've actually sat down and talked about it yet. Well, it's definitely going to be different. It is intriguing. I, I almost wonder if it'll be like the Clone Wars of the Star Trek universe, which I haven't watched a lot of. I haven't really watched all of the Clone Wars yet, but I, I hear it's a good show, so hopefully that's the case. So I've watched the Clone Wars, and I love the Clone Wars. I'm wondering if it's maybe going to be a little bit more like Rebels. Have you watched that on uh, the Disney Plus? No, I yeah. haven't seen it. So I feel like it might be kind of close to that. Um, I do love that we got uh, Kate Mulgrew. Like, I feel like that's going to give it some grounding and it's going to make it feel kind of like closer to Star Trek, considering like a lot of the aliens and stuff are a bit zany um, and a bit crazy looking. But I, I, I'm like tentatively excited for Prodigy. And I feel like there's a lot of good potential and a lot of uh, opportunity for this to turn into. Uh, getting some younger kids into Star Trek, which is always a good thing. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe would will be a nice little uh, side effect of Prodigy. I don't know if I should say side effect, but yeah, getting kids in, interested. Would well, definitely be a good thing. Not a bad uh, thing. And uh, then Star Trek Discovery, for the first time in like 20 years or something, we're going to have two Star Trek shows on at the same time. So Star Trek Prodigy is going to start in, uh, you know, the kind of like uh, October and then in November we're going to get Star Trek Discovery. I hated Star Trek Discovery season 3 and my interest in it is about as low as it could possibly be. Uh but that being said, I will still watch it just out of the masochist in me, I guess. Um but uh what are your thoughts on Star Trek Discovery uh you know kind of season 4 and am I going to have to like come over to your house and get the clockwork orange eye gouging holders on you or are you going to watch it for the sake of completion i think the uniforms look i know they kind of changed them again again so now they're going to be dark with a gray stripe which i guess is something yeah uh i don't know i my my expectations are extremely low so who knows maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised but uh not really itching for it yeah, I mean, we can always hope, but I'm I'm kind of with you. I I really don't know about uh, about Star Trek Discovery and Picard season three. We just got on Star Trek Day another trailer for uh, sorry Picard season two. I should say uh, we got another trailer. It looks like Picard is probably going to come out maybe like February now. Uh, and what are your thoughts on Picard and how do you think it looks? I don't think Star Trek does well when. They're getting into car chases. Uh, yeah, it is definitely it's definitely an interesting trailer, the most recent one that we got. Uh, I don't know that I would say that I'm super excited for it. It kind of does have like a future's end feel, and I do like that episode, yes. but I just don't know if this works with 80-year-old Patrick Stewart. Or turning it into like a... What was the name of that movie that was really, really good car chases but otherwise it was crap back in the day ronan oh yeah um 
It had like these zany, in, incredible car chases, but otherwise it was just uh, terrible. I know the exact thing that you're talking about, but I, I slipped in my mind. And it was, were they like Mini Coopers or something? Uh, maybe. The I Italian seen Job? Long, Is that the one you're time. thinking? I just, no, there was another one, I think, called Ronin. I forget. I don't even know. I haven't watched it in oh, okay. ages. I just remember one of my friends told me about it. And said the car chases are amazing, and I watched it. And like the car chases were that amazing. That was all there was that going was on. All that I remember from it. Yeah, I, I can't think of it, but I, I Picard season two. Ugh, it's kind of in the discovery zone for me. Uh, I, I the season one was okay, but it ended up kind of not living up to expectation. So I really am I'm uncertain about it. I'm going to kind of go in with a fresh eyes, but I I don't know. I'm, I'm not really as excited for season two as I was for season one. Uh, I think that a lot of the hype and a lot of the excitement seems like it's going to be built around Strange New Worlds. Uh, do you have a thought about Strange New Worlds, or uh, are you going to just be kind of like quietly optimistic? Oh, I've got lots of time for okay. Anson Mount. I think he's... Uh... I've seen him in other things, and I really uh, think he's a he's a pretty good actor, and he's he's a pretty entertaining character. And I, I thought he did a pretty good job with Christopher Pike's in Discovery. So I and Ethan Peck, I I may be in the minority here, but I think he actually is a very good choice for Mister Spock. So I, I got a lot of time for Strange New Worlds. I'm cautiously optimistic that it might be a a bit of a step up from. I mean, the rumor is is that it's going to be episodic. So if they go with the episodic form, a lot of people have been dying for that. Um, I do feel like there is, uh, yeah, there is some some hope for uh, strange new worlds. And I mean, it's it's crazy to think, but uh, I mean, there is talk of that Mir Georgiou show. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's ever going to get happen, if it's going to be green lit or whatever. But uh, what what are your thoughts on uh, on is it ever going to happen? This is probably the third year in a row we've talked about it during this section. So please, please don't, please <laughs> yeah. no. I, I do we really need a like spy thriller Star Trek series that it could be set who knows where? You know because they. Last we saw Giorgio, she went strolling through the uh, Guardian of Forever, so who knows where she ends up. I, I really don't. Do we really need six shows at, at one time? I don't know about that. Yeah. We're going to get burned out pretty pretty quick, I would say. Well, I mean, that, there is a lot of shows on the go. We have now two animated shows, a kid one and an adult one. We've got Discovery and Picard. We've got uh, Strange New Worlds coming out. I... Yeah, I worry that we might get a little bit of like. Remember when people burned out when we had Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager? Uh, I mean, that's we're getting into like crazy territory. So anyway, there is talk that they're maybe going to kind of finish up the uh, book universe. So like the Voyager, Deep Space Nine, Next Generation. I guess they're going to do a, a a trilogy called Coda which is going to kind of wrap up all of the uh, the book series, which is kind of exciting. That's going to come out in the next few months. And I, I'm actually, I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, I've kind of taken a bit of a break from Star Trek novels, but... Uh, Might lure kind of you back. I guess that they're going to sort of... Eh, there's just too, so many to read. Yeah, I know. It's like... And and the, the, the reading order looks like a spider <laughs> web. Uh, it's... I don't know. It's... It, 
it's an undertaking and i mean i i've done a portion of it i don't know if i'm going to be doing the rest of it anytime soon but at least it's there nice is an to end know that there yeah it's not just end. going to go on forever and ever and ever <laughs> it's not just going to be the endless endless cycle of it's true it's like uh, those novels. novels kind of end up being like space themselves just endless and in continuous direction <laughs> Infinite novels and infinite comics. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, with nothing else to do, I don't know about you, but, like, my champagne glass is empty, you know, the the, the cake is just down to the icing, everybody is, uh, you know, everybody's left for the night. Uh, I guess the last thing, and maybe the most important thing to do is, is should we reach into the big old movie hat of episodes and draw the season premiere for RTR, season four? Why wait? Let's just... Let's just do it. Okay, I'm going to dig in here. Uh, do you have any hopes or wishes, Matt? Um, how about another classic right after yesterday? Classic, eh? Well, <laughs> well, I think that you might have done got one. Oh, boy. Yeah, I am not upset about this at all. Um, I, I mean, classic is maybe a slight stretch, but this is uh, an Enterprise episode. All right, it is an Enterprise episode from Season 1. It's Episode 13, and it's called Dear Doctor. So Matt's going to have uh, 60 seconds on the clock, and he is going to try to tell me everything that he can about the episode Dear Doctor. Dear Doctor. You all ready, Matt? Uh, yeah, I, guess, I think I can probably... Uh... I can probably uh, give you a minute worth. <laughs> okay, I will start the <laughs> clock right. Okay, this episode takes the form of the Dr. Phlox writing a letter to uh, a colleague of his, or an, a former colleague of his named Dr. Lucas. And it basically just chronicles his sort of everyday activities and, and sort of his perplexity about, you know, fitting in with humans and... Uh, I don't I don't even remember what happens with the ship during this but uh you know he sort of talks about his routine and feeding all his animals in sick bay and his perspectives on humans and their behavior and and all this and that and um yeah it it's very reminiscent of uh, that episode Data's Day that's a very similar episode where it just sort of takes the form of a letter to a to a colleague so it's uh, it's definitely a unique uh enterprise episode all right that is your 60 seconds would you say it's a classic episode because i i kind of feel like it's one that you see a lot in terms of like people really enjoy this one would you say that it is um would you say that this is a classic or not really that's pretty memorable. I don't know. Well, you'll have to tune in in two weeks to see if uh, we'll we'll put it in that category of classic. Because to be honest, I I don't really remember a lot of the specifics of it, and I haven't seen it in a, quite a while, like at least four or five years. So I'll have to go check it out, and we'll we'll decide uh, next in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, I do remember that that some people uh, kind of said that this was like really the first great enterprise episode and and i think there's a little bit more ethics involved than what you had said i think there's there's kind of like some dilemmas just with like like what you said mm. there's the the human stuff and the um and uh oh my goodness i want to say talaxian but i what, what is dr flox he's a oh 
Denobian, thank you. Um, yeah, so he has kind of like some different ethic beliefs in, in terms of kind of like the problem that they're dealing with. But um, I, I'm really excited to dig into this one. And I mean, I think this is a great episode to start off season four. So, uh, Matt, happy birthday. Congratulations on a, uh, on a season three win. Uh, congratulations to me for just nedging you out in the old uh, trivia challenge. <laughs> And uh, we have another year of great Star Trek and great challenge and great fun ahead of us. It's been a been a, quite a whirl of a year, and uh, we got another one right over the horizon. Can't wait. Bye-bye, everybody. So long, folks. This show is brought to you by Hollow Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Fluffernutter, an expeditionary force podcast. One of the best parts of the book is when Joe introduces Skippy once they hit orbit. <laughs> <laughs> he changes his skin to, was it, Bud Light? And it says absolutely nothing. <laughs> that, that, was, that was hysterical. That was absolutely hysterical. And why And why did he choose Bud Light? Oh. Joe asked this question. It's just like, how does he know so much about Earth culture? Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. I think we all thought Ransom was going to go into that fight scene, thinking that it was game over before it even started and he was going to lose. But I think the moment he rips his uniform off, <laughs> yeah. which is hard anyway to rip a shirt, but to rip an actual, like, jacket like that mm. pretty impressive and then he had like about i don't know i think it's like 62 abs he just looked ripped and then he was just like you know a little bit of this yeah a little bit of that i was just gonna say it was the way that he also narrated it it was just perfect it was great ransom definitely went to the school of kirk foo ransom foo maybe we should be calling it computer deactivate holosuite